When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Anime Boys is brought to you by Funimation Now. Get unlimited access to all your HD anime favorites with Funimation Now. Start your free trial today at Funimation.com. What is going on, guys? This is episode one of season two of the Anime Boys podcast, and I am would love to welcome my co-host, as always, AJ. How you doing, my man? Call season two. What's going dude, on? We are on season two. It's like the eleventh episode, but we're calling it season two, episode one. How are you, dude? How you been? I feel I'm 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 good. I feel like we should call it episode eleven, but season two. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like we can we'll fuck think it about out. Whenever it. it gets actually posted, and you guys are watching this, you'll know what it is when it gets posted. <laughs> it was watch, just like season two, episode one. Really, episode eleven. Anime boys, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever. We'll, we'll figure. How, how are How are you doing? How are you I doing? Am... Welcome back. It was a good little dude, break. It's, it was a good little break. Um, you know, just gathering my life together. Um, you know, I drove back from Texas. Talk to me about, uh, you did some, uh, some, you went to some, some con there. Dude, I How went was, to uh, my, talk to me I about some, my first con yeah. uh, on Saturday. I went to the Anime Expo. Um, it was super exciting. How it was, was it? It was so exciting. I had never been to anything like that in my life. You know what I mean? And cause like the past year, anime has become such a huge thing in my life. It's, uh, uh-huh. I wanted to experience that, and like I had a lot of good things. I saw what I I saw what I wanted to become an anime, but then also I saw some things I didn't want to get into. If that makes sense, and I'll get into that into the episode. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and i hope everybody out there got to see some of that awesome content that you brought with you and posted on our pages from uh anime oh Expo. yeah dude, it, it was it was so exciting there, there's so many new things like you know fucking my hero is the biggest anime now like literally you would walk anywhere and my hero was just posted anywhere. dude it yeah absolutely absolutely it was so like that that mountain it climbed because it was doing really well and now it's like you can't go anywhere. Can't go anywhere. It's the new without them throwing my hero like in their the face. It's like the new Dragon Ball Z and like Naruto of like anime, and I I I had no issues with it. It was just everywhere. It's it's in joining that roster, dude. It's yeah. joining that roster. You know, it's becoming one of those staples yeah. of anime, which is so great because it only came out in what 2015? Uh, 2015? 2015, yeah, 2015, 2016, I believe. It was slow too. No one cared about it until well, season two. But I also one thing before we get into the episode, right? We have a really exciting episode planned for you guys for this whole new uh, episode back. Um, I got to play Jump Force. It was awesome. The new game coming out, uh, the new Shonen Jump game, uh, super exciting. I can't wait for all of y'all to play it. It, it was it was amazing. Jump Force, not, not a, sponsor. a sponsor, but it's a good game. I don't care. It's <laughs> gonna be good. 
Um, yo, but I am super excited uh, for this next episode, for, you know, for this episode of the Anime Boys podcast. We're going to be doing our first interview. Um, super excited. And yes! yes we're, getting, we're going somewhere. We're getting there. We're going to um, it. Super excited. We have a, a, a very special guest in the studio. We have a very studio. special guest. Aja, I will let you introduce her. Um, it's uh, going to play into, you know, my whole con situation. But Aja, I'll let you introduce her. All right, so we want to bring out our guest. She is an award-winning cosplayer, streamer, and avid anime fan. Please welcome our guest, Hey Kona. Kona, how are you? How's how's how, how is everything doing? I'm actually like really oh, tired. You? I've been working on a cosplay all day, so I'm like, mm, yeah. No. I cannot. I'll, well, I cannot wait to find out what that is. I, um, but like I said, this is our first interview, so we're going to be doing it. I'm super excited about it. Um, so, kind of tell us, tell everyone a little about yourself. How did you get into cosplay? How did you get into that whole world of things? Okay, so um, I started cosplaying officially in 2009 after I graduated high school. Um, haha, showing my age there. Um, I <laughs> ended up going to I ended up going to a convention actually that same year called Dragon Con and previously before Dragon Con I was really into like horror movies and I really like to do special effects makeup so I worked in like uh, haunted houses and things of that nature and then after someone said hey there's this really cool con you should go to they have a lot of zombie stuff there I was like okay let me check this out and then like when I went there were all these people in all these costumes and I was like I need to do this for the rest of my life if that's okay that's awesome that that that's that's awesome now like you were saying you're into zombies so is zombies that something got you like that was the thing that got you into cosplaying or was it more like because i know you're also like an avid anime watcher was it like what anime got you into that or was it like strictly like zombies then you're like oh anime too I don't know, like, it's just, it's kind of a weird mending together, because my first official cosplay was Pokemon, or was Misty from Pokemon, and, nice. like, when I was really, really vexed and, like, submersed into, like, the whole world of, like, horror movies and things of that nature, I kind of tended to lean more towards darker anime at the time, like, okay. a lot of people, like, I'm trying to think, like, Death Note, I was really into Death Note at the time, so it was more of, like, the darker tone themes, Nice. So it played nice. along with with that whole kind of like really gothy, deathy vibe. Um, but yeah, so like after I kind of like started doing makeup, and then like when I went to cons, I was like, "This is great!" And my favorite anime, or one of my favorite animes, probably if anybody considers this an anime, some people do, some people don't, but I think it is because it makes sense. Is Pokemon? So I even have. Like, oh, I mean that we've reviewed. It's totally we an anime. Are very, it's, yeah. We pick the ones we did the Pokemon, the Pokemon movie. movie. We'll always pick things that aren't animes. Like and he, like everyone knows, like Digimon movie was. I consider that a fucking anime. I don't care what anyone says about it. Um, good stuff though. So you know, a couple of things that like you know, so I went to Anime Expo, which I had no idea what I was going to get myself into. But the amount of like cost. So wait, that, I that was saw, your first time. That was my first con ever. I didn't. I never you been to baby. anything else. I, yeah, I was like immersed. With this. <laughs> she feels so I bad was, for you, I, dude. I was like immersed. With, there was all oh this, no! Like, these things and, but it was cool. He dove right in. Though. I will say this though. In, go ahead. No, yeah. it's okay because my first con was a big con too. So like, I get mm. the whole like, oh my god, what am I in? Like, kind of, kind of vibe. 
Well, go big, go big or go home. Yeah. Like you, you, I wouldn't want to like start my first con as a small con. Like, yeah, my first con was like an Alamo City Comic Con, so it was like pretty yeah. huge. Yeah, and I, what what you know what I was gonna say is that something that I noticed, and I want I want to see if you can kind of touch on this a little bit, Kona, is like I saw everybody there, like in cons in general, everyone was just like everyone was just happy to be there. I didn't see a lot of like hate. I didn't see a lot of like people judging other people and i really like that because i the reason i bring that up is because you know we me and aj the, you know we were in the music scene you know still doing things warp tour was a really big festival that i consider kind of like a con type thing we went to there was always people like in different cliques and like oh fuck you bro i'm gonna hit you in the pit but being an anime expo like everyone was so like accepting of like oh you know of different cosplays and stuff like that do you see that in like the cosplay community everyone kind of coming together or is there still like some underground shadiness happening? Like I don't know about. Dude, dude, that was a big one. I'm sorry, that was a good question. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's it was that was a fantastic. Like honestly, I just want to commend you and how deep that question was for not doing interviews. Like that came out of left field, and I give you a goddamn Woo! golden hat for that gonna, shit. I'm gonna be on NPR <laughs> next week, guys. Just so you guys know. <laughs> there we go. You're gonna be on. You're gonna be on This American yeah. Life. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. But so. Uh, yeah, continue with, with with with. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us. Tell us about the. <laughs> okay, so in my in my opinion, like, I think that like the reason why a lot of people at at cons, especially anime conventions, is I feel like, and I'm just speaking specifically. Uh, I'm just speaking specifically about the anime community. Um, I feel like the anime community we've all kind of experienced the same thing where we've all really liked anime and we all really were alone with that or had a lot of friends that like that and i think when we all come together and we find people that just enjoy the same excuse my french shit that we all like it just really makes like a really cohesive positive environment you, you know we we curse on this well, this podcast I right my mouth because it's unprofessional <laughs> oh, you can curse all you want here, mother fucking. I'm. You can curse all you <laughs> okay, want. Like, continue though. This is, this is good. Dick balls. But anyways, but anyway, I mean, like, go ahead. And, and within every every mass group of people that are doing the same thing, there's gonna be there's gonna be ruffled feathers. There's gonna be drama. People aren't gonna rub each other the right way. But I feel like in the end, even when those situation those types of situations happen, um, people will either. I guess personally be your friend or move on but I don't think it would really carry over any bad blood because I've found that even though there are people within the cos at least the cosplay community in general um even if they don't like each other they'll never say anything like negative about each other um to other cosplayers and to other people who are fans of that cosplayer so I feel like there's a lot of respect that goes around even if there's like bad blood that yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome I and that's so cool. You know, I just I think that's so cool about the anime community in general. Like just speaking uh, like a whole broader term of it, um, everyone just kind of comes together. You know what I mean? Like we, everyone just loves each other. And I think that's awesome. Like most of um, most of the friends you know, that but, I've had, like I've met. Well, that's what it. That's what it is, though. It's really crazy. Like like I can like I have I've probably met all of my friends through anime conventions. Like the ones that. I have near me close to home and the ones that I know online that live like states away. It's just, and it's so weird how we all just kind of like keep up with each other. It's just, it's a really awesome community to be in, especially like the anime community. Now a couple, if you think about it, like, like there's like, 
Well, that's it's just something that's so united that so many people can get behind like things with anime. Because if you think about it, almost every anime fan can say the same thing and can have a little bit of a same background. Like, you know, everyone has gotten their fair share of shit for being in love with anime. But now it's like I'm surrounded by all these people that have felt the same way I felt like before. And that brings us together. And it's also nice for like, yeah. And it's also nice to find people that are into the same things that you're into because not a lot of people live in, like us, heavily, densely populated areas that have a mass supply of people who like this stuff. But like, I mean, what about... L.A. is densely populated? No, I mean, she's talking about like just... I think she's just talking about like... (laughs) Like, no, like like in general, like... like, like, Oh, I was making a joke. Anime conventions and like kids i guess like maybe in like bumfuck egypt or middle of nowhere they can they can go to these things and meet like-minded people and that just makes their their whole life you know i mean i didn't know that like there are people that dress up in yeah. costume and run around being characters from world of warcraft or i don't know from evangelion or or something and then just be like yeah this is what i do and i'm like that's so cool i want to be your friend there i will point this out there was I will point this out. It was actually really funny when I saw this. So I'm you know I'm walking through the halls of Anime Expo and I saw a really good like All Might costume. And then you turn to your left and you see someone dressed as like Patrick from SpongeBob. <laughs> and that kind of like that kind of rolls me into my next question. Like when you are deciding like a cosplay, what goes through your head? Like what makes you decide like I'm gonna be this character from this anime? Like, do you strive to be like, oh, I want to be, I want to, Jesus Christ, Larry I want to be King. something super popular, or like, do you like, you're like, oh, I want to be a super popular anime, or like, fuck that, I'm gonna pick what I want to pick, or like, I don't know. What- I've, I've, tr- I've actually tried both routes. Like, <laughs> I've tried both routes. Like, I've really tried to fall into the oh, this is what's popular right now kind of thing. But I actually pick anime characters that I feel like my personality attaches to most. And that goes beyond anime, like any any character in particular, be it from like film, anime, whatever, video game, etc. Um, Which character do anime? you gravitate most towards, like in anime? Yeah, honestly, okay. So th- there's three. So the first one is definitely uh, Usagi from Sailor Moon because. <laughs> because I, <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a little because as she would say, she says in the first episode of Sailor Moon, she says she's a little bit clumsy and a bit of a crybaby, and I identify that wholeheartedly. <laughs> nice. I've never seen Sailor. I've never watched much an respect. Of much Moon, respect. So I wouldn't know. Oh but. my gosh, you have to. <laughs> Good, did you? It's it's. Uh... No, I know I do. I, I'm about thirty years, twenty five years late. So I'll get to it one day. I know, right? I, I was, was like, how old are you? <laughs> I was like, I was like, a second. I was like, how old am I? Um, and then the second. Well, that's cool. Like, I mean, last... I think like the second. No, go ahead. Oh, oh yeah, there's two more. So okay, so Usagi, I definitely identify with. Uh, there is this other anime, and it's gonna totally throw you off. Um. It's called Heidi. It's called Heidi Yamoto Maruchan, and it is about this girl who lives in who lives in Tokyo, and she's in high school, and she is this perfect. Like everybody thinks she's so perfect, like on the outside, and then like when she comes home, she turns. She literally transforms into this little gremlin thing, and 
she plays video games and she cries when she can't get the manga she wants or she'll and she like rolls in the floor and her pets are like these two little hamsters she wears this like little like blanket and the funny thing is like right now i'm wearing the same like hoodie that she wears or little like blanket that she wears she um she eats snacks she's messy and i'm like we're literally the same person (laughs) and then the last anime i'd probably have to say or character i'd have to say is um what is it ryoko from tenchi muyo because she she has a bit of a temper and she's a badass and i totally identify with that nice um that's so cool Mitchell, who are me, you? I'd be like a Yajirobe, maybe. You know what I mean? I just kind of look like a Yajirobe. <laughs> I think that's just like what I'm feeling on that one. And that's what I told my friend, too, when we were there. So we were, like, debating on, like, what who, who we were going to wow. be in this whole, like, because we, we were going to start cosplaying next year, which I'm going to do. I, 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 so I was going to be like a Yajirobe type character. I feel like that just fits who I am. Yeah, that's going to be me. Um what about you? But, AJ? Okay, so one more question before we kind of get to the oh, before we get to the end of it. I needed that. I need a question for you. How much does uh, a cosplay a usually cost you to make? Because I saw these like these people do these crazy things. I'm like, damn, how much does that cost? Like, what's a rough estimate if you if you can put one on it? One it's, trillion if I, dollars. If you really had to put like a budget or a price tag <laughs> on maybe like something quote unquote average. I'd probably say maybe about like three hundred and fifty to five hundred dollars. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it can go it can, it can go as far up to as a thousand dollars. Well gosh dang. Nice. That that's insane. Depending on how like detailed the work yeah. is. I mean these and the materials too. They aren't on cheap. How much material you already had uh, before you went into it and you know how you know how much you had yeah. to buy you know, going forward, if you messed up yeah. majorly where you had to buy more material to fix your me- your mess or, you know. Yeah. So it kind of, like, depends. But usually for me, it's about between 350 to 500. It's gone up to the 700 range, though. That is insane. Um, yo, but, you know, kind of... I got a question. What's, 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 what's I got a question. I got a good question. All right. So, cosplaying is a crazy, crazy, crazy event. Can you tell me about your worst cosplay disaster? Yeah, wanna, yeah. what's like some disaster? Yeah, how about, that how's that one? Yeah. How's that Go question for you? Okay, there yeah. was this one time. Oh, God. Yeah, at band camp, right? At band camp. Wait, let me think if this is actually a good one. Oh, no. Okay. Okay, this is a good one. This is. <laughs> You're like, I bought Basically, a hot dog and I dropped this it. This is. This is actually and it was this upsetting. happened at my first Dragon Con. So this happened into like at my first con. And um I was wearing stockings because I was a zombie nurse and I was wearing stockings that had like blood splattered all over them and I was sitting on like this concrete ledge that was like, you know, where we all were just like drinking and just having a good time. I hopped down from it and I guess like the the concrete caught like a piece of my tights and pulled it. And it ripped all the way, like, down my crotch and up my ass. And, like, I had to – and I was wearing a really short skirt. And you could see it. Like, if the wind blew, you could see it. And, like, everything. And I was wearing the tiniest pair of underwear underneath. And it was just awful. So I ended up going to CVS, right? And they didn't have any more tights. 
all they had that could like cover up my ass were these gigantic extra extra large granny panties that were white so i ended up like taking going to the bathroom and like taking scissors that i had in my backpack and safety pins and just cutting these things down and tying them and all people saw the rest of the night were just my gigantic fucking granny panties underneath my zombie costume and i was so embarrassed i was like it felt like i was wearing a fucking diaper it was terrible. That does sound like a nightmare. I I think I had it's that. It's so exhausting. I had, exhausting. I had that same nightmare once. I think. What? I think I dreamt that once. That what were you like? <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. I was like, I would remember the last time you had to get granny panties. Damn. The laundry was broke. We lost all your underwear at the laundry right? mat. You had to buy granny panties. All right, we are coming up at we are coming at the end of the interview. Kona, thank you so much for being with us. One thing I do want to ask every guest, you know, going forward with the interviews that we do have. Um, give me your top, like, what is your, I mean, I want to say your favorite, what's your top three favorite animes of like all time? Okay. Like you have to pick three, just all of them. What is your oh, top Oh, this favorite? is so easy. Okay. So and why Sailor do you love them? Because, uh, if you're a girl and you like anime, you like Sailor Moon. <laughs> you like Sailor Moon. It's just, it's magical girls, et cetera. I, I love it. Sailor Moon is my bitch. Uh, number two, Evangelion. I <laughs> love Evangelion. It is probably the first and only anime that has made me cry well your name almost made me cry too that's the greatest movie of all time it is it really is it really is (coughs) yuri on ice (coughs) yuri on ice oh that's right (coughs) yuri on ice third favorite i am a huge yuri on ice fan i am a huge yuri on ice fan too oh my gosh i have yuri Yuri on ice (sighs) t-shirts i have like i have like yuri on ice background on my phone it is ridiculous I fell in love with that anime. So that's my top three. Sailor Moon. We should all go ice skating. We should all go ice skating one day. We should all go ice skating one day. I feel like Oh, my gosh. Um, Can you feel Did you see the guys at the Olympics? When when those two people from Japan? No, I saw a video of it. It looked looked awesome. I'm not going to lie. It it makes me want to figure skate, but, you know, that's just not (laughs) hard. That's not what they told. That's not what God told me to do. I don't know if there's whatever's up there. I'm not meant to do that. (laughs) (laughs) God didn't tell Yajirobe to <laughs> ice skate. Uh, where can they find you? Where, where, where can they find you online? Like, what, give me, drop some handles. Drop some handles. Uh, okay, so, oh, God. Okay, so I'm kind of everywhere. So heads up, guys. This is a long list. Um, I'm on Facebook, but I don't really use it. So facebook.com forward slash Heikona. I'm on Twitter, which is at O, like the letter O, Heikona. Um, I'm also on Twitch. I stream, um, which is twitch.tv forward slash Heikona. I'm also on Instagram, coincidentally called Heikona. And I am also, I think, I think that was it. I think that was the whole list. Yeah, that's it. You can add me on Snapchat too. Heikona. Well, add her, uh, (laughs) add it all. Um, Kona, thank you for being the Check her out. She's amazing. Thank you for being the first guest on the Anime Boys podcast. That was uh, – I'm going to clap for that one. That was a good one. Thank you for having um, me. Thank, thank you, you so much. Me. Woo! Big no fan problem. of you guys. Can keep doing what you're doing. We're doing it. We're, we're out here. We're going to keep doing it. I don't care who – I don't care who listens. Oh. I'll damn listen. <laughs> I'll fucking listen. All right, guys. If you didn't know, 
we have a website. For all available episodes of Anime Boys Season 1, go to www.animeboyspodcast.com. That's www.animeboyspodcast.com. If you haven't heard, please welcome our new sponsor, Funimation. Uh, go to Funimation.com to start your free trial of Funimation now. Get unlimited streaming HD of all your favorite animes. What's going on, guys? Uh, we are now rolling into the second part of the Anime Boys podcast, and we're going to bring bringing you a good review for this episode. Uh, super, super excellent review. This one. Um, AJ, you're going to have to pronounce the name though, because I murder it every time. But I'm. It's okay. It's okay. So we are reviewing the 1997 Studio Ghibli classic, Princess Mononoke. Mononoke. I've been saying that. I've been, like, <laughs> I've been like, you know, trying it in my head like all day. I'm like, damn, I don't want to fuck this up. I gotta, I gotta learn how to say these names correctly. Because if you guys didn't know, if you guys have been listening to us for the past ten episodes, I do mess up names a lot. I think that's your it's thing, my though. Thing. It's, it's my niche. I it's think, niche. I think that's what's so genuine about it's. It's my niche. I ruin names. Princess Mononoke. Coincidentally, our guest actually did an amazing cosplay of San from Princess Mononoke. Nice. Yo. That that damn! I have to check that out. We'll be posting. Oh, I'll post a lot about her cosplays. We'll post, we'll post that. We'll, we'll um, post that yeah, on I'm her. Super excited about this one. It's a third man, installment of like a. How'd you like feel? Third installment of like a Studio Ghibli film that we're going to be reviewing. Um, it's kind of starting to Heck knock yeah. me down, but this was a good one, man. I was super enticed by this movie, like right from the get go, like right when the you know the credits, like when the movie started, and it was like that eerie like narrator voice. And he was just like, oh, gods and, like, you know, humans, they, they can't live to get demons. Demons and, and uh, yeah. It was, it, it got me. I was like. You know, was, you know what was so interesting about this is if you look at this film and then look at other Ghibli films, uh, especially ones that we've reviewed, you can see this one's a bit older. I feel like they, they kind of had a really dark like overtone with this film and then after they were like oh let's make a let's make everything a little bit lighter because if you look from like mononoke to ponyo there's just this transition of light that is just being added to ghibli films this movie was dark dark, dude it the movie was pg-13 but i feel like in 1997 you could get away with a lot of stuff before it had to go to being oh yeah which i think I just read some article once where it's like the only way to make a movie ready R is like if you had to like like nudity or smoking of any some sort. But it was an anime movie. I'm not sure what the guidelines are. But it was just it was a dark movie even from like the first kind of scene. Which I still don't understand why Howard the Duck is rated PG. You see boobies what in that movie. What year did that come out though? You know what I mean? Like that had. 1986. Oh, you know what I mean? You could do whatever. You could drink or like. You could, you could do whatever you want in the 80s. That. Doesn't even matter. Um, you know, you, <laughs> in the movie, that whole first scene was just so, like, dark. And, like, you know, basically, you know, you have the demon that's chasing um, our main character, um, Ashitake, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, hopefully I am. Um, but it's kind of like that whole – that scared the shit out of me. I was like, I'm 25 now. And I was like, oh, shit, that's that's scary. You know what I mean? That is terrifying. Dude, yeah, it was like a like a spider – to me, at first glance, I was like, oh, it's like a spider yeah. demon. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And I just – I love this whole opening scene because it was just very, you know, it was quick. You know what I mean? It was super quick. Um, basically, you know, the demons attacking their small village. 
and he has to defend it. But in trying to defend it, he basically gets, you know, cursed with whatever the demon is. Um, which, yeah. Like, yeah, like, so, I, I really liked how immediately you saw that Prince Ashitaka was in charge. You know, he was, he's this young guy, but you definitely saw how fearless he was, that no matter what, like, this is a demon. If you and I came in contact with a demon now, I'd be like, somebody call Zach Bagans from Ghost oh, Adventures. Yes. But... He was like, he was like, no, I'm gonna face this demon and protect my village. Yeah, because and they also they they do mention a lot in the beginning of the movie that he's a very young prince. He's like the prince of that that village, um, which you know also, like I said, this movie is kind of dark and it was super quick in the beginning because you know he's cursed with it. The old lady's basically kind of telling is like a for like he's riding like an elk. Fortune. She's like a fortune teller, and she's like, oh. The wise you're woman. You're gonna die. You know what I mean? Like you don't. You're you're dead. <laughs> so, okay, so in that opening sequence, Prince Ashitaka brings down the the boar demon, and it's this this it's this boar god that had been made into a demon, and he, like you said, he was cursed, and he goes. Well, first I noticed, man. Do you see when he was running up those wood ladders? I was like, where are his oh, shoes? I the same thing, but then I started thinking, <laughs> like, I'm like, all right. So this movie is probably based in – well, they had guns, too. I couldn't really pinpoint a time frame for this movie. Um, I, it was like it was like kind of uh, – because there were samurai. But during the time of the samurai, we all, there it was like the beginning of the yeah. modern age, like the Iron yeah, Age, yeah. you know? I, I got a – I'm not good with dates. I'm not going to try to pinpoint them. They're out in the wilderness. His feet. Where are your shoes? Somewhat tough if we're talking about that. You know what I mean? He's out there in the woods. Yeah. Like you get splinters Um, and shit. But, you know, I was pointing like it's, you know, kind of saying a little earlier. It's like, you know, you have the the old woman. She's like, oh, you're dead. Like, you're going to die. That's what he he accepted. And it's like, but if you coke. Dude, tell me. (laughs) Tell me when she rolled out the mat with all the fucking stones on it. I was like, what are we doing? We're playing playing Monopoly? But, Playing the game but of life. Tiddly winks. Like you are gonna die, and unless you confront another demon, or like the demon, uh, or like the this the force god can like basically you know cure you and take the the, the pain away or whatever. And but and like I love. Well, dude, do you remember what the demon said when he like when he died? He was like, they were like they were praying to him, and then he goes, "Soon you will feel my hate." And I think that was like, and that's what he was feeling in his arm when he was cursed. He was feeling that demon's raw hate when he passed, which is painful. Um, you know, so basically he's cursed with it, and the only way to get it out is that he had to travel. But like, once you leave that village, you're 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 exiled. You can never go back to that village. So I love that. They're, I love how like, they're like dead you're to dead. Us. I was like, whoa, they're dead like, to us. This movie just got real. I was, <laughs> I was like, that's like, harsh. Whoa, this is not cool. I was like, <laughs> they said. I, he was such a G about it too. He was like, "Okay, okay. that's it," and then he just he walked away. away. Um, so yeah, so basically, uh, our main character, um, fuck, I already forgot our main Ashitaka, Ashitaka. Basically, is just traveling, looking for the you know the forest god, um, which is you know what's so funny because I watched this movie in the dubbed version, and when we met um, our our other you know, I guess he I didn't know he was a the villain at the time, but you have a. Jacobo, Jacobo, I guess that's what I'm, I'm 
uh, fucking his name, Jacobo, which is Billy Bob Thornton in the dubbed version, which, uh, yeah, dude, it, it, Billy Bob Thornton in the dubbed version. And then you had, um, hold on, let me, you had Mr. Billy Crudup as Ashitaka. A lot of other pretty big names in this film, um, Jada Pinkett Smith as Toki. Uh, she was the woman in the village. And then you also had Claire Danes as Princess Mononoke. And that's what Disney does, though. When Disney gets a hold of like the dubbed versions, they're they're going to put every big name. But I thought Billy Bob Thornton's like voice acting wasn't that good in the beginning. It Personally, I didn't feel... I don't really think Billy Bob Thornton's that good I of an actor. I feel the emotion. He got to be better. Honest. I hope he's I not hope listening Billy to Bob, it. If you're out there... I'm sorry, but you actually did great in uh, Bad Santa, I, or in the reboot of the. Fuck. Whatever it is, I'm sorry, movie. Billy Bob Thornton. Bad Santa sucked. What's that base? Bad, Bad News Bears? Bears. That reboot was the shit. I don't care what anybody's saying. Ten out of ten. Anime Voice Podcast gives you the rating. Um, moving on, but um, yeah, so. I'm not backing that. <laughs> AK won't back that. I'm sorry. I don't care. But um, so basically, sorry, you, Billy Bob. You know, you have um, Asha. I fucking keep on doing that. Holy shit, Asha Taka, and he basically discovers where the forest is. Like it's basically how to get to the forest. But while he's going to the forest, he re- he finds um, basically there's like a small war, like a small like skirmish going on. You know, people are being attacked. Um, and he finds these two dudes like the samurai, samurai game, which is a, a recurring villain it's like, in this movie. It, like the village in the because basically the the Amishi tribe, which he is a part of the Amishi, they're the east, and he goes west to find like the Iron yeah. Town, and they're constantly getting berated by like these samurai gangs. Which talk to me about that sequence where he's shooting the yeah, samurai. That's with- you kind of you know you mentioned how movie this dark was and I was kind of waiting until we got to this part of the movie. Yo, when he was shooting those arrows, and I feel like he had the help from his arm because his arm was kind of giving him that like supernatural like ability. Um, he was blowing his head off like with one blow of the arrow. Dude, he blew a guy's arm off and then he blew a guy's head off, and, and I was like, really "Whoa, reacting. this they is way too dark." Like his other members weren't reacting to it very well. Oh yeah, they were like, "That yeah. happens." People's heads just get blown yeah. off. Um, so, you know... Like, what are those arrows? Oh, because, but, but That's not how Bob, arrows like, work. Billy Bob Thornton's character, which I'm going to call the guy now in the movie, he mentions that, that it's made out of some kind of stone, like, really special. But, like, so when he's, like, blowing off these people's limbs, they're like, oh, he's a demon. He's yeah. a demon. Like, get him. It's crazy. Yeah, no, no, it's crazy. Because I would yeah. believe it. I would believe it. Um, yeah, so, you know. you know, You're blowing so, people's so arms off? You have, Shit. Uh, Ashitaka, basically, he, this are some of the stragglers um, from that skirmish because, basically, you, you know, you have the samurai attacking, but then you also have, like, the wolves attacking. Um, the wolves, you finally get a first look at, uh, Princess Manioka, uh, you have San, basically. You have San, who's basically the son of the wolf god, or the daughter of the wolf god. Um, am I correct on that? That's basically what I got. Um, they're trying to push the bulls down, they're trying to eat the bulls. Um, but basically you have, uh, Ashitaka, who has at the bottom of, like, the, the river, who saves the two people that were injured. And then they start traveling through the forest, the only way to get to Irontown. 
um, which is cool because you finally see the first interaction with like what you what, I didn't know that was the forest god at first, which I, I figured, but that was a cool sequence right there. It kind of reminded me of like a ho, like a like a well, ho ho I... thing. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so I just want to add like a little bit of character like content. So you had Maro, who is the the mother wolf god, who is like because I remember um that you see all these characters they're trying to shoot the wolves because the wolves are coming for that particular woman who we haven't been introduced yet formally, but. I love that sequence because they're just like, oh, these wolves are like insane. And then she goes, oh, like, wait till you see the mother. And then you see this is the gigantic wolf. And you're like, whoa, that's a big wolf. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was, that, that was crazy. Dude, and we also learn in that part of the movie that, um, what's his name? J- Billy Bob, Th- well, I'm just going to call him Billy Bob Thornton. But, uh, Billy Bob is like, ah, yeah, the Amishi, they've been dead for 500 years. Uh, not true, cause uh, Ashitaka is part of the Amishi tribe. And he knew so, it though. Uh, he he knew that he was one of them, cause he's like he was like he oh, did. They have red elk, and they have a certain sort of arrow. If you if you think about it though, his like voice acting for this particular character, it was almost like an idiot savant genius. Like he played dumb, but oh, yeah, knew everything. Yeah, so it kind of worked yeah, in certain yeah. areas of the film. Um. But yeah, so they have to walk. I think this is also where we see the cookie people. Yeah, what were they? What were they actually called though? They were some kind of like they were some so, sort of like forest. Gods, so they were, right? they were tree spirits. That's the one. So they were the they so, Ashitaka. So two men from the village were they they fell off the cliff because of the attack from the wolves, and they're rescued by Ashitaka. And during this time, we're introduced to the tree spirits. Which I call them the cookie people because they look like chocolate chip cookies with bodies. I don't know about you thought about that. They did, and did you? Okay, did you notice that they? Okay, they have like chocolate chip cookie faces, little baby bodies, and they have little baby asses. Like they're walking around, so they poop. Yeah, they so they they have, they have butts. butts. So, <laughs> they poop. They have, the cookie. I I I wrote them down. I was like, cookie babies have butts, and I'm like, if somebody was gonna read that, and they would have no idea what I'm talking about. If someone just happened to like click this part, in the, the cookie the, baby in the spirits was like, they have butts, they poop. They have <laughs> cookie baby spirits have butts, and they poop in the woods. That's what I got from this film. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so ba- you, know, you know, so basically, you know, he finally makes his way to Iron Town, and he starts to really piece together what's happening there. That they make iron, you know, they're making weapons, um, and but everyone's so like ex- accepting of Ashitaka because he had saved them, um, which actually, you know, kind of introduces us really more into the one character of uh, Lady Iboshi, who is like the leader of uh, Iron Town. Lady Iboshi, played by the very talented Minnie Driver. That's her name, Minnie Driver. Uh, Minnie Driver. Well, I know Minnie Driver from the, uh, I think it was the NBC um, series uh, About a Boy, which is actually a very short-lived. The only way I know that show is because the theme song of that show was Comeback Kid by Mr. Brett Denon. Brett Denon. Love, Love me some Brett Dennett. Um, so you basically start to figure out that they're making. But I like um, I like how we finally get to 
realize that once he's in like Irontown, that they find out that the reason that the forest was destroyed is because the mountain is nothing but iron, and that's where they get all that iron yes. from. And that's why they keep the forest destroyed. They keep the forest destroyed, and like they just want to keep collecting all that iron. But um, he basically just shows them, ex- like you know, he's like, "This is what you did. Like you created these demons, and like now I have a, I'm cursed with that because of what you did." Um, but Lady Boshi doesn't give a shit. And I loved when I I that loved when me she off. went into, you know, her secret area where she was making newer guns and she had the leprosy people. Um, that guy was hilarious. One of the, one of the leprosy Dude. people was funny, but I was really felt bad for them. But one of the leprosy people was funny because just the, his like reactions to certain things. He was like, "Oh, okay. like it's the way he acted. It was so funny." <laughs> Dude, that was that. I thought that was really interesting because it kind of showed that she had humility. Like, yeah, she burned down this whole forest, but there were little parts of her that. Especially throughout this whole film that said, I really care about the people of Irontown. Yeah, it, and that's what I've said many times in, in some of our movie reviews, that these movies show villains where you almost, like, have to care about them. Like, you do care about them. Because they're, like, in, in the villain's eyes, they're not the evil one. You know what I mean? So that's what they're going to, that's what they're going to project out to them. They're like, well, I'm not, I don't think what I'm doing is evil. But it had to show you, like, yo, she, she saved those people from leprosy. She saved those people from the brothels, and she's supplying these people with, like, a, a, a source of income, um, which I think – And did you hear Did you hear the women that were in the uh, – they were working in, like, the, the yeah, mill or yeah. whatever that they're keeping the fire stoked? They're like, we get to eat whatever we want. Like, yeah, the long hours, they but get we get paid. paid we, we get food. Men, you know what I mean? It's like, but we have men on our own terms instead of, like, a brothel style. Yeah, and they're like we don't, and we don't have to go to the. That's the thing is that they were they came from brothels, which is awful, and that's actually a really like adult theme, which that we tend to see in a lot of Ghibli films. That was definitely brought back and spirited away, like the whole yeah. brothel idea. Um, that actually, like you know, it plays a whole part. I don't want to, you know, it's basically say it plays a whole part in the movie. It's it's like. Because the issue is that she's destroying – because the gods are upset, right? Because, you know, moving forward into the movie, it's like uh, Princess um, – you know, San attacks the attacks the village, right? She is, you know, the wolf, the daughter of the of the wolf god. And she's trying to kill Princess Iaboshi. But yeah. you have um, – uh, hold on, I'm losing one thing. Um, you have Ashitaka who's trying to stop them from killing each other. Because he's supposed to be that middle pr- the middle ground between he's human and demon, um, in a way because he's like I, and I love I love what his um what he says because his whole thing is she asks like why are you out here and he goes I'm here to see with eyes unclouded by hate yeah yeah which is I thought was, it a, was, beautiful it was it's a beautiful line, line. and yeah. it speaks to that sequence. During the attack on the village when she tries to kill uh, Lady Eboshi. Yeah. But he's supposed to be the, the buffer between them. He's supposed to be the buffer between um, – because he's like, oh, I, I, he's like, I feel the balance. for the forest. The forest needs to survive. But I also feel for the humans because they need to progress. They need to progress and move forward. Oh, wait, time. Yeah. We need to learn to live together. You have um, – you know, so, you know, kind of moving on, it's like basically uh, Ashitaka – he basically brings Princess San, uh, brings San back to the wolves, and the wolves kind of explain everything that's happening. But San, but uh, 
Ashitaka gets shot, but he's still trying to protect San. You know what I mean? He's still trying to protect the humans. Um, so San takes it. Dude, he walked forever he with that shot. bullet wound. Um, for uh, he no he he got that was like a clean which for one I want to point out I super women empowerment in this village like the women have the say but I Lady Eboshi gave this lady the opportunity to kill San because she killed her husband so it's kind of like an eye for an eye situation and she shot the crap out of uh. What, forget she shot the crap uh, out of that dude. I, 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 I always forget she, his she, name. Ashitaka. was crazy. And that bullet went straight through him, and he walked. He was walking for miles and miles. Yo, it's like a, yo. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, we're, we two seconds. We I'll probably edit this out, but we do a video recording during these podcasts. Um, in LA, there is a heat wave, and it's a million degrees in my fucking apartment right now. So I am fucking sweating my balls off. Are you kidding me? How hot um, is it right there? Here, I mean, it was clocking in almost like triple digits every other day. Um, so my apartment, it's only 70 degrees at night, but my apartment's AC doesn't work very well. Um, so it, yeah, Ooh. it's just hot. You know what I mean? It's just fucking hot. Um, moving on. Um, so basically you have San who's, Ashitaka <laughs> is like, she's like, yo, he's, he saved me. You know what I mean? Like he did this for me. So I have to take him to the, you know, the spirit of the forest to heal him you know um which that whole sequence is beautiful you know what i mean um but that also dude we haven't even we haven't freaking touched like because we're in that forest sequence but you don't remember earlier when he's saving the people we get a small glimpse well, of I, the forest spirit and this is where we well, really see the forest that spirit was like, that was like a ho-ho thing of like you know of, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, yeah. you're right. Um, but then you have that whole sequence, like, when he saves him, I love – oh, one thing, you know, I loved about this movie, and I, I think I've noticed it in a lot of Studio Ghibli movies, is that there are scenes in this movie when there's a lot of things happening, but there's no music. It's silent. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, even, like, the gunshot sequences towards the, the end of the film, there was no, like, shot. Yeah. It was just it's, silent. And it's awesome. It sets up that, like – it sets up that whole, you know, just suspense. Like anytime, like the spirit god was like in that first sequence when he's basically um, trying to save Ashitaka, he, it's it, it's quiet and it's awesome. But you know, after that, you know, Ashitaka is like, "Yo, he Did- saved me. He didn't shoot me, but he took. He didn't. You know, he saved me, but he didn't take the curse away." So, dude, tell me real quick, the forest spirit, like at first glimpse, you're like, "Oh." It's an it's like a deer thing, and then he gets up close, and you're like, "Oh my god, it's, it's terrifying!" It's fucking weird looking. <laughs> like I wrote down forest spirit creepy when I saw its face, and then like there was a sequence where his face is just right on the screen, and I was like, "No, that's not creepy. That's scary as shit. I would never want to see that. Like that's something nightmares are made of." Ghibli has a, like, such, like, look at the characters in Spirited Away, like, like, Yababa and Junk, like, that stuff nightmares are made of. That forest spirit is fucking terrifying. Please comment if you agree. Please comment if you love it. Yeah, you know, but, but, and then basically you start to, they start to notice, like, all the boar, all the boars start to come back, all the boar spirits, and they're ready to go. They're like, yo, we're gonna go kill these humans. 
You know, because they're angry because they took one of their one of their own. They're, they're rallying, rally. dude. They're like the dwarves in Lord of the Rings. Like, yo, this is a. I feel like they kind of knew, like, yo, we're gonna die, but we're gonna try anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So basically, you know, that happens. The wolves are kind of against it. You know, they're like, oh, they're stupid. Um. While that's all happening, you have Billy Bob Thornton's character coming back and start to see what his true colors are. He's trying to work for the Emperor. The Emperor is like. The Emperor's trying to live forever. You learned that on very early on in the movie. He wants to live forever. And they hear there's a, there's a rumor going around. Yeah. You get the head of the spirit god, of the forest god, you can live forever. So that's what Billy Bob Thornton wanted to do. And he's going to Irontown to Lady Eboshi, basically like, yo, let's like join forces. But he's also like, yo, I'm going to turn on Lady Eboshi after if we do succeed in this. Um Oh, he's a jerk, dude. You f- you really see that he's been playing the whole like, both sides of the field for the like yeah. the whole film. Um, so basically, you have that, um, and but you know, but then you have the whole like uh, uh, Ashitaka is still weak from that whole you know situation. He's just you know he's weak from it. So San's trying to you know basically make him better, but then you have the whole sequence between the mother like the. She, like, feeds him, like, bacon or something. Yeah, I don't know what she what fed was him. It? I thought it was some kind of, like, jerky, but then I also thought it was, like, tree bark. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was jerky. It looked, it looked like your, sta- like, run-of-the-mill gas station jerky. Also like a... She's like, take this. It's fucking beef yeah, teriyaki yeah. rub. <laughs> um, but then you it's have the delicious. between the mother, the, the, the wolf god, and Ashitaka, where Ashitaka's like, the humans need to live together. You know what I mean? Uh, San, San is yeah. a human. You know what I mean? That she shouldn't be like that. Um, so basically, Ashtaka is, like, and then she's like, "Yo, San's not gonna go with you. San is not gonna live with you. She's not gonna do whatever you need her to do. She's gonna stay here." So Ashi Ashtaka is uh-huh. done, but the boars are gonna fucking attack Iron Town, which is gets it's. Dude, which, did you see the boars like war painting oh, each dude, other? That was that was that was like the only thing that came to me was like feels like fucking metal. I was like, that's so fucking metal. That w- it was like they were about to go to Ozfest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was fucking insane. But I also love how like you know so you had it was like Braveheart for boars. Have, like Billy Bob Thornton's character and Lady Eboshi like getting ready to like you know they know the boars are coming and they're kind of they're smoking them out. They're you know. Basically trying to lure them out of the fucking forest. And I love the wolf's commentary on the, like, the wolf god's commentary on the entire thing. She's like, oh, they're stupid. You know what I mean? Like, this is just stupid. They know, like, they're playing. Yeah. But you still have San who just wants to help everybody. I mean, that's her human side. She wanted to help the boars as well. So. But that was crazy. And it's like a boar wolf war versus, like, it's it's this animals versus humans. Which is crazy. Like, we're all supposed to live in harmony. What Lady Eboshi and Iron Tom were doing, we're creating, hey, they were destroying the land. So, um. I would have loved if they put all the boars in, like, little army uniforms. And it's like, all right, men, we're going to fight the humans. And there's, like, one boar that's, like, a boar Truman. And he's like, today might be your last day. I don't even know what's going on. I was kinda, it would have been like, funny. With that? I was like, "What are you?" I was like, it's, "That was funny." Um, but I'm they, losing my mind. They're basically trying to like smoke them out, basically, and they're like, "All right." So the whole the whole boar versus you know the human things happening. Then you have Ashitaka who's cures the battle, but he gets caught up in the fucking the samurai gang 
attacks Iron Town while it's like weak while they're attacking the Boars. Everyone's, Everyone's fucked. fucked. Everything is fucking Everyone's happening. Here. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> everything is fucking happening here. But um, no, and I just thought it was crazy. He he does the whole shit again with the arrows. He's like fucking take these people's heads off, blowing yeah. off body parts. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but then you have Ashtok is like, all right, I need to go tell a lady eat uh, Ibo whatever the fuck Iboshi Iboshi. I don't know. Um, that Iron Town's under attack, which I still Tamagotchi. don't understand why he like is so cool with it. He's like, yo, they shot you first of all. They, you know, kicked you out of the town, and you're still going to try and go help them. They're the one killing the, the forest. Dude, he's trying to see things with eyes unclouded by hate. He is of no hate. He is, like, pure of heart. I love it. Heart of the cards. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, but then you realize the boar is lost, and but San is trying to take, like, the head, the boar god, to the, to the you know, to the... Uh, the boar god is a koto. So taking the boar god to this, uh, the forest spirit and to, to cure him. But he's, he's injured. So he's hurt. Off. He's just so angry and he's so confused that he turns into a demon himself. You know what I mean? That he it, it takes him over that he turns into a demon and like consumes son. Um, which I thought was that I, that whole him bleeding scene. I It was really well done artwork wise. So there's great artwork in this entire movie, by the way. Dude, that was yeah. That had to be some really really complicated animation because I mean with Ghibli definitely with the hand drawn animation, those the demons like materialized like it was ooze. It all you know all came together in this weird and then formed, and so when all of this like ooze and blackness was coming out of his pores and coming out of his junk, he even brought Son like he captured his hate captured her, and it took um, God. Damn it, why is his name so hard to say? Ashitaka. It took our Ashitaka to pull her out of the hate, which it's like, that's a huge metaphor. It's like, we can be consumed by the hate that we, we have, the, the hate that we which hold Studio in our heart. Which Studio Ghibli does that. They always, they lock it down of like, you know, the three things that Studio Ghibli's got. They have great God. stories, they have great uh, artwork, and yep. it's... And Our I work. Third one is. I only got two. I couldn't think of a third one. Uh, I thought I just go <laughs> that. But they got great artwork and great stories. Like that's what Studio Ghibli. Uh, hold on. Oh, well, well, they got great stories, great artwork, great message. Great message. That's what Studio Ghibli's got, and they will continue to bring it to us uh, forever. Um, rolling to the end of the movie. So basically, Studio Ghibli, Studio not a sponsor. Um, so basically, you have, you know, Billy Bob Thornton's character does. They're closing in on getting to the the, the the god spirit because the god spirit finally appears in front of the boar god and the wolf god who was dying from a gunshot earlier on in the movie but he decides to take their lives which I thought was crazy because they were just like consumed by hate but it also kind of shows the the balance that the forest god had because it's like with life comes death you know with giveth i must taketh you know which is like damn it's 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 heavy heavy. shit um this was a heavy studio ghibli movie it's a very it's a a good one um you know moving on we'll, we'll, we'll we'll keep on rolling with it 
Um, I love the whole thing when she finally shoots the when she shoots the the god and he doesn't do anything at that time. He doesn't do anything the first time. Dude, he just has that stupid, scary face. He's like, <laughs> which is so. Yeah, dude, he was Dugong. like freaking seal in the Pokemon movie. Do oh, Dugong, Dugong. Um, I really, Billy Bob I really would have loved to see that. Fucking rips it off, and I'm just like, and what also blows my mind is that literally, Lady Eboshi sees the bullshit happening in front of her. Like this shit's about to go down. Like, this shit ain't gonna end well. But she's still like, I'm going to chop that fucking thing's head off. <laughs> it was that personal vendetta at that point. She was kind of like, I've done all this work. Well. I'm going to get this. Th yeah, she was consumed yeah. by hate. But I also love how the, the wolf. Everybody like, was consumed by the, hate. The wolf's head is like she's dead. But the wolf's head always survives. Like she always said. And she fucking bit Lady Eboshi's arm off. I thought that was crazy. Oh, dude, she said, yeah, the, the, what did she say? It's like the wolf's head can still yeah, bite yeah. you or something like that. I've heard like that, that? For different animals, though. <laughs> I've heard that for many of them. Yeah, right. I thought that was snakes. like, I cut, remember, what, what, yeah, when I was a little kid, my dad made me cut a snake in half, and one part of the body kept on running after me, and I thought it was so scary. Um, no, go ahead. But I feel like she deserved to lose oh, a yeah, limb, though. I feel like when she lost a limb, and that was brutal as hell, and I was like, yep, that's. I was like, that's about right. I was like, that's about right. You probably deserved that. And then now we have this giant Nightwalker fucking thing oozing over the whole forest. Headless, Headless Nightwalker. Oozing over the entire – just spreading the death everywhere because it's now it's looking for its fucking head. You know what I mean? Um, and the forest, the forest is, is dying. dying. So basically you have everyone being cornered back into like a, the small island. All the baby cookie oh, people are dying too. Away, their little butts flying away. Um, and and, <laughs> the, and I just still butts. understand. I'm like, all right, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton's character. You see the bullshit happening. Like this is dead. You're gonna die. Like the world is gonna end if this continues to happen. Um, where is he gonna go? He's like, all right, let's go. Let's get out of here quicker, quicker, fast. I was like, you're not gonna go yeah. anywhere. Like there's. You're a small, tiny man with the head in a box. Like, you can't get to higher ground yeah, and quicker. They finally, like, and it they wasn't going to happen. You know, if he gets cornered and he gives it back to the thing, they like you. The person that create, like took the head has to give it back to him. Um, and then once they do, oh, it's got to be returned, returned by human, by human hands. hands. And Princess Monoki is not because she was the daughter of a god, and then he had the demon inside of him. Damn, I didn't think about that until right now. It's crazy. Um, and that was... But the one thing that was really weird, because I'm wrapping up the movie now, like, you know, once the head is returned, it, you know, he goes into the sky, then he falls on top of everything. Everything kind of starts to grow again. Um, and there was, a, there was a comment that one of the people made that in Iron Town, they're like, oh, I didn't know the spirit god made the flowers grow. I was like, that's the god of the forest. What the fuck? I was like, what yeah. The it was that one dude that he said he's like, "Oh, I didn't make it. I didn't know he made the flowers." Yeah, good. it was dumb. That's well, you never know because I mean, Iron Town. It's like been so desolate yeah. for so long. Maybe that was like Very new true. to them. Think about it like that. Um, but you know, so basically everything's been restored. But that sequence though, where you see the where you see the scenery and then everything. I was watching it for a little bit and I was like, "Is the movie broken?" And then it started to get a little bit greener and a little bit greener, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I see no, what's happening. In that whole, like I said, the studio job was just 
I love their suspense of things. You know what I mean? And just the way they build things up like that. Um, it was great. And then once everything's like finally back up in like normal, it I love everyone just like, oh, we're gonna rebuild Iron Town. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're just gonna rebuild it. I was like, wait a second. Wasn't this the shit that just like the whole point of the movie that fucked us up? <laughs> she seems so nonchalant for just she losing lost her an arm. arm. But then, like they were like, "Oh, we're gonna rebuild Iron Town," but you know they have to learn to live in peace. You know what I mean? Because basically, or it meant, "Oh, roll with me on this one." Oh, they said they're gonna build like roll a better me on town. This one, though, brother, roll with me on this one. This is my my theory. Right? Go for it. So they're signs, all dead. No. <laughs> so San is basically like I will never trust you. <laughs> And then they continue to basically rebuild Iron Town. What if that was a point? Like overthinking this one, that no matter things could get really good, but us humans, and you know, it's just gonna keep repeating itself. We're just gonna keep repeating the, the same bullshit. I don't know. I mean, you're kind of right. It's kind of like almost like, yeah, we went through all this shit, but I still kind of hate these guys, so I'm going to keep doing that. It, it kind of left it with Sans. San was kind of left unresolved, which, you know, I, I liked the fact that uh, her and Ashitaka made that like promise. He's like, I'm going to be in Iron Town. You're going to be in the forest and me and, you know, the elk. Well, the elk has a name. I wrote the elk's name oh, down, but a... uh, me and Yakul are gonna come. I thought it was a really cool Yakul. Name. I thought Yakul. That was a that was a dope name. name. I... Dude, he was like the most loyal thing. Like whenever he um, Ashitaka was getting healed, she was like, "Ah, you're a wise one." Like to not oh, step yeah. on that sacred yeah. ground. He was like, "Not, nope. yeah, I ain't gonna fuck with that shit." Dude. So oh, my last comment I have before we go ahead and give this bad boy a rating, uh, I remember that during the sequence where the forest god becomes all huge and they're watching him from like the bushes, and this guy's like, "It's a sin to look at it," and I was like, "A sin?" I was like, "Huh? Jesus died for your sins." I was like, "Are these people Catholic? What's oh, going yeah. on here?" That was yeah. That that was funny. That was weird. Um, yo, but wrapping up the, the movie, man, uh, what is the first official Anime Boys rating of season two? Wow, that was a mouthful. My first, my first official rating for Anime Boys season two for the 1997 Studio Ghibli classic Princess Mononoke, I am giving it a nine I out of ten. second that. I second to the 9 out of 10. It was a great movie, great artwork, great message. Uh, PG-13, but could have been an R movie. There was some there was some shit in this. There was some shit in this. Yeah, there, there were, were heads, heads flying, that flew up. You know what took off that last or... point, though? You know, So I want to personally let everyone know that that 9 is because of Billy that Bob Thornton. That 9 is because of, oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> AJ's a Billy Bob Thornton hater, and I haven't figured it out why. <laughs> I didn't figure it out. It's all good. But it's... Uh, Mr. Woodcock sucked. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so great. Oh. So, Mitchell, where can they find you? You can always find me at Instagram at Money Mitchell. 
And you guys can find me on Instagram and the tweets, Twitter, Twitter. at the AJ Garces, the tweets, Twitter, at the AJ Garces. Uh, be sure to follow us at the anime, no shit, at anime boys pod <laughs> on Instagram and check us out on the website for all the episodes in season one. Thank you guys for joining us for the first episode back. Um, it's always a pleasure coming on here and, and uh, just talking anime. We had our first guest, which was awesome. Didn't think we were going to get this far, but we I keep surprising ourselves every week when we do it. Um, it's just so much fun. Do we need a new catchphrase for the end of season what are we two? Do? Um, I don't know. I got an idea. So, if you guys can think of a brand new catchphrase for Season 2, mention it in the comments or DM us with it. If we like it, we'll use yes, it. Yes, please let us know because this is going to end very poorly because we don't have a catchphrase. But, um, all right, guys. Until next week, we will uh, be back for Episode 2 of the Gaming Boys Podcast. Thank you guys so much. This is how the podcast ends. In three... Two, one.